It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2020 season did not quite go as planned for Reds fans as the playoffs ended abruptly in the wild card round. Now the Reds are left to pick up the pieces during the offseason and fix a lineup that was the worst in Major League Baseball. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? Rumors, transactions, news, all here on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's go. Baseball and murder, or more specifically, Reds baseball and murder. That's right. That's what we're talking about today on this Throwback Thursday, this Thanksgiving Throwback Thursday. Happy Thanksgiving, and thank you so much for listening to today's Lockdown Reds podcast. I have joining me today Chad Dotson from the Red Leg Nation radio podcast. He's got this awesome story that he wrote about for his his, uh, weekly email newsletter titled The Riverfront, and it is about Reds baseball, home runs, Babe Ruth and murder. So without further ado, let's uh, dive into the story. Alrighty, for today's Locked on Reds, we have a throwback Thursday, a throwback Thanksgiving Thursday. I, I'm going to tip my hand a little bit, though. We're recording this beforehand. I'm not bugging Chad from his uh, Thanksgiving dinner. He is Chad Dotson. He is the host of the Red Leg Nation radio podcast and purveyor of the Riverfront email newsletter uh down at the riverfront man i forgot it already chad how you doing man (laughs) doing well good to talk to you again jeff how you been Uh, man i'm i'm doing pretty good uh it's a little bit chilly up here in ohio but i guess that's to be expected around here in november so let's talk some baseball and think of warmer months sounds like a plan to me so you had this awesome story, and it's funny because it actually plays a little bit along with some of the Throwback Thursdays I've already done. Um, most recently, I had Cam Miller on the podcast, and we kind of unwittingly started a series of Throwback Thursdays looking at the dead ball era. Your story happens after the dead ball era, but it's right around that same time span because it's dealing with the man who killed the dead ball era and... There also happened to be another murder, but, I mean, Babe Ruth wasn't directly involved in that. But how did you, uh, first of all, how did you find out about this story? Because this is an awesome story. I I think I'd watch a movie about this. Yeah, I really, really like this story. Um, A couple years ago when uh, Chris Garber and I were doing the research for our our book that we wrote about the Reds, uh, the book was about the 50 men and moments that, that made the Cincinnati Reds, obviously, but... We did a lot of research into uh, a, a number of other possibilities that might be included in the book, and one of those is, you know, I'd always I'd uh, saw reference a couple places to this uh, exhibition game in 1921 when Babe Ruth came to Cincinnati, and uh, and uh, you know it was kind of just a legendary performance. So I just was doing some research around that that exhibition game, and as I did it, I just happened across a, a little, little you know item in the Cincinnati Inquirer from from back then that piqued my interest. And so I started digging a little more, a little more. And the story kept getting a little bit crazier and a little crazier. And 
it turned into a uh, it turned into a fun well, not, kind of a, a strange story, I guess. I don't know if fun's the right word when since the title is literally home runs and murder, but uh, but it, it was just it was this really strange story that. I ended up writing up, even though I knew kind of when I was writing it that there's no way this was going to fit within the theme of our book. But I started writing up back then, and and you know I've dusted it off a couple times since, and I decided, you know, I'm going to finish this thing, polish it off, and and send it out on my uh, my newsletter, the Riverfront that um, that I've been doing. So uh, yeah, I got a good, really good response. It was it, it was a, a gratifying response, and fun to talk to people about a story that you know we're all huge Reds fans, but most of us you know don't know this story, and that's why it's uh, kind of cool, I think. I absolutely did not know this story, but now that I've read it, I, I could definitely see it being some kind of movie that Kenneth Branagh plays a detective trying to figure out the uh, the uh, case and all that stuff. But um, yeah. I, I love, and obviously going back to that era of baseball, like you mentioned, it is a very different era that Babe Ruth kind of changes into more of the game that we see today. And kind of like you said, with the with the whole idea of the exhibition, they they played baseball for fun back then. Uh, Rob Manfred wasn't the commissioner back then, was he? <laughs> no, clearly not. Yeah, this <laughs> exhibition was July twenty fifth, nineteen twenty one, and uh, the Yankees had just uh, beaten Cleveland, and they were hopped on the train on their way back to New York, and they stopped in Cincinnati to play an exhibition in the middle of the middle of July. It's just the things that, that teams did back then. It was just a uh, there were more off days because they were trying to accommodate travel by train. And so they tossed an occasional exhibition, a uh, few extra bucks. And, and, you know, fans in Cincinnati who wouldn't ordinarily have gotten to see Babe Ruth got a chance to, got a chance to see him on an off day. So, yeah, it was, it was a different time, as you say. And just for the some folks that may not realize, there was no such thing as interleague play back then. So it's not as if, oh, well, the Yankees were on the schedule later in the year. No, no, no. This wasn't something that ever happened during the regular season, at least. Right, yeah. And and it was such a big deal in Cincinnati in particular because because of that. There was no interleague play, so they had never gotten to see um, Babe Ruth. And so Babe Ruth comes into town. This is mid-July. He has 36 home runs. Now, to, to put that into context, I mean, that's a lot in July anyway, but mm-hmm. to put it into even, even more context, um, the Cincinnati Reds, all season long in 1921, the whole team only had 20 home runs. <laughs> and the leading home run hitter for the Reds was Ed Rouse, who was a Hall of Famer. He led the Reds with four home runs that season. So that Babe Ruth was revolutionizing the sport, and, and it was just, people went wild over him coming to Cincinnati. Um, just because there's a chance to see this guy that was revolutionizing uh, not just baseball, but sports. I mean, he was one of the most famous people in the world, or on the verge of becoming one of the most famous people in the world. And so, yeah, it was it was a party uh, in the Queen City at that time. And the game itself was lots of fun. The Reds ended up winning 9-8, to eight, like you said, in the story. But the story isn't necessarily all about the game. Right, yeah. You know, uh, you're right. It was it was an exciting game for an exhibition game, whatever. And, and I went into that some, and there's some some fun parts about that. But essentially, uh, before the game, a couple of friends, one's a truck driver, one's a butcher, and they, you know, will get together in this particular saloon and argue about uh, things, uh, sometimes baseball. And that morning before the before the game, the big argument was whether Babe Ruth would hit a home run out of Redlands Field, and this is what later became Crosley Field. 
but it was, it was named Red Landfill at that time. And the reason why this was such an argument is Babe Ruth's going to hit a home run is because there had only ever been one home run ever hit over the fence at Red Landfill, ever. And, uh, and so, so these, two, these two friends, Corcoran and Schuler, they make a bet. One says that uh, there's no way he's going to hit a home run, and one says that, it, that he will. Well, Babe Ruth hits two home runs over the fence. I guess that's a, it's something that nobody could believe because it never happened, like I said. Right. And so after the game, the loser of the bet kind of gets upset and, and, and assaults uh, the winner of the bet, who was, uh, who was Corcoran. And so in a chain of events sets off where Corcoran ends up uh, going to a pawn shop and getting a gun and, and actually, actually shoots, <laughs> shoots Schuler. And, um, yeah, father of five kids kills him over this, over this bet. They got to fight over this bet they had argued so, so hard about uh, later that day. And he goes on the r- uh, run, and then, you know, it's, it's a kind of a, turns into – I thought it was getting ready to turn into a kind of a crazy law and order type story because the grand jury refused to indict, and the prosecutor said he was going to indict, but they never did. And, and people were trying to uh, defraud his, the, the widow of the victim out of some money, saying they were going to help investigate the crime. It's just sort of a crazy story. And, and along the short of it is nobody, as far as we could tell, nobody was ever prosecuted for this murder or for this uh, uh, fraudulent attempt to defraud the widow. It's just um, a different time, I guess, but just this, this wild set of events that I, I'm really not doing justice to. And I would encourage you to go to um, check out the uh, the newsletter uh, where it, you can still get it on, on the web. And uh, uh, it's a it's a pretty fun story, I think. I mean, that's like a storyline out of the Bold and the Beautiful or Days of Our Lives or or something. I, I that, that, yeah, it's wild. And, and who knew betting on baseball uh, could be bad for your health? That's right. I mean, we hear all the arguments <laughs> against uh, gambling. I never, I never really considered this one, but I just thought it was fun because I just, I just randomly ran across this story, and this was, you know, kind of a fun story that had something to do with the Reds and with Babe Ruth, you know, and it's a kind of a baseball related story that. It kind of been lost to history, and it made me wonder how many more of these stories are out there lost to history that, that we're never going to know us by some random guy just stumbles across it while doing research for something else. It was, uh, it was well, fun. Well, and I love the bit, too, like even talking about the game, you mentioned that whenever Babe Ruth comes up for his first home run, leading up to it, there's two outs and there's runners on base, and they got a light-hitting uh, in, utility infielder that's hitting right before him, and the crowd – all around the stadium is clamoring for the Reds pitcher, whose name is Fritz, which is awesome, uh, to walk <laughs> the guy and bring up Babe Ruth. I mean, could you imagine, like, nowadays, like, there'd be, like, a situation, and obviously there, I mean, there are no exhibitions during the middle of the season, but a situation where maybe maybe they're playing the Brewers and there's two outs, but everybody really wants to see Christian Yelich bat, and so they clamor for the guy on the mound to walk to get Christian Yelich. That that would be just like I don't know, like my mind would explode. I think if that happened, right? Yeah, the, the fans all over the stadium are on their feet, you know, imploring the Yankees pitcher Fritz Coombe was his name to uh, to walk. Uh, a hitter so that Babe Ruth will get to the plate with runners on. And, uh, and that, that's crazy enough. But then even crazier, the pitcher did walk him, walk the guy to get to, <laughs> to uh, just sort of tip his cap and said, sure, why not? Let's face uh, Ruth. And, uh, and of course, he regretted that very quickly. I, I'm guessing if Trevor <laughs> Bauer were on the mound in that situation, he would not have done that. 
Probably not. Although no one's Trevor Bauer, I don't know. He might just because uh, he likes to zig when everybody else is zagging. So who knows? I and man, that was uh, it's a great story. And, and like like Chad mentioned, it's on his newsletter called The Riverfront. Go subscribe to that today. It gets sent to your email box. So for people like me who are sometimes lazy about typing in URLs, it, it, it's nice because it's sent right to you. And he's got a lot of great stuff in there as well. Also includes links to awesome stories around the web and and different books and stuff and different movies that he's been watching here lately. I uh, really appreciate the newsletter, man. And, and, and this story just, I like I said, that's I mean, a movie. Like, guy um, goes and tries to borrow a gun from his family members. And then when he can't do that, he sells his own watch to get a gun from a pawn shop. Like, this dude was really mad about getting punched because he won a bet. Yeah, he should have been just happy that he won the bet and, and forgiven, but that's not the way it works in 1921 in uh, uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, evidently. But uh, I appreciate your kind words about the uh, the newsletter. It's chaddotson.substack.com if anybody wants to. I know nobody's really clamoring for more of me in their inbox every day, but it's something <laughs> I've had fun with. And uh, if you just can't get enough Chad Dotson in your life, here's the way to get a little bit more. <laughs> Check it out and check out Red Leg Nation Radio, the best weekly Reds podcast out there. I mean, I, I, you're on a good daily podcast, too, so I appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, hopefully talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Always happy to come on the best daily Reds podcast. Anytime you need me, Jeff. <laughs> That'll do it for us here today. Hopefully all of you have a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to every single one of you listening. And coming up on the next podcast, we're going to break down the trade that the Reds had. They made a trade with the Rockies, and Bob Steve is no longer a Red. That'll be coming up on the next podcast. And the best way to not miss it is to subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. And follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds. But that'll do it for us here today. Enjoy your turkey. Enjoy your stuffing. Enjoy all the fixings that you got for this Thanksgiving. And we'll talk some more Reds here later on. Let's go Reds. Hey. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.